Shit. This is the final score, episode 158 for freaking Wednesday, the 21st of May. Today it was me who had the mic on mute. Hmm. That was funny. Yeah, good times. May 21st, 2014, everybody. It's uh, the final score of the video game podcast for the rest of us. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott Johnson. Glad to be here. Good to have you here. Uh, Wednesday night, video game fun. That's right. Wednesday night, midweek, baby. It's uh, Nicole Spag over there. Hi, Nicole. I'm here. Did you, did you, uh, did you, are you the one that's been playing the new, the the, the guys that did the. Uh, Transistor? Yeah. You've been playing yes. that? Okay. We'll talk oh. about that. Get into that. We'll get to that. I've, so I've heard stuff. I couldn't remember who played it. I guess it was you. It's me. I'm addicted to it. Brian, there's no demo yet. So <laughs> suck it. Suck it. Uh, hey, we're excited to be here. We got games to talk about. We got stuff to do. We've been doing some cool things. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Hey, what are you playing? <laughs> I'm playing. Let's hope the microphone doesn't pick up the new air conditioner blowing on my head. That'd oh, be great. Is that what that noise is? Can you hear that? I no, I can't. I thought it. I thought it felt cool in here. It's a little Brian. bit. There, the new ceiling I'm getting here will block all that, but right now it's and I had I didn't I haven't had the AC on since we moved in, so I didn't really know it made all this noise. You can't I don't hear it. hear it. I don't hear it. Okay, good. And I have Bose headphones on, so Brian. Oh smoking. well, it's Brian smoking air. Fancy. Oh, uh, Goodness oh. me. I have um, on the earphones. <laughs> My pinky out. Very nice. So here's what I've been playing: Diablo three. Okay, moving on. I won't bring that up every week. But if you're I'm, interested in Diablo 3, listen to the podcast with Scott Johnson. The weekly. Diablo Show on Saturdays. So here's the deal. That sh- that game has its uh, had its two-year anniversary this last week, and so it only bears mentioning that that was a time where you could go in and get a ton of bonus loot and uh, extra XP and stuff. Uh, and it's still going until tomorrow night. So you still have a chance. Get in there. It's 100% more. Yes, 100% more XP. 100% ch- 100% increased chance of legendary drops and legendary. green set drops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it means essentially chance. essentially double. I should probably play it. I don't know why they I, put it that way. I got into the alpha beta for uh, HOTS. The alpha beta? Oh, you no, mean the, alpha the, the, alpha. the technical <laughs> alpha? alpha wow, what is that? <laughs> the alpha beta. Did you get the oh. gamma gamma neutra or like, <laughs> Kama Sutra, I almost said? So hold on. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. great. What do you think yeah, yeah. of it? Do you like it? Technical technical alpha. You know, I thought they were just going to dump me into it, kind of like um, Dota 2. Mm-hmm. But th- they have the tutorial already set up. And I'm like, okay, That's first thing I'm, you get- do. I'm getting, all right, I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah. And this is, I need it Blizzard to Blizzified. Mm-hmm. the uh, MOBA experience for yep, me. Yep. Don't, because it isn't, was just... Isn't that your first impression? You, as soon as you get in there and you see what they're going to do with you and Rainer and all voiced and yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, they're going to do like they always do. They're going to make it so this is easy to get into and then super hardcore later. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. I'm I, excited. I felt the same thing. The only downside to that that um, the tutorial thing they do is that when they did a character wipe or a, a game wipe or whatever a couple of weeks ago, you had to start all that over again, oh. and that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's beta. Right, alpha. Yeah, exactly. So. Alpha. It's 
Alpha beta. Alpha beta, yeah. Alpha beta. Te- technical alpha. You know what? Your term's better because this is the first time they've ever done an alpha to the public. And it feels like beta, which is usually what you do with the mm-hmm. public on an open beta. It's kind of a limited beta. So I think it's actually a pretty good name for it. Alpha beta. Take that. Freaking technical alpha. What are they talking about over right. there? <laughs> good game, though. It's fun. So, yeah, I'm having. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited. I sent you it. an invite. So we. Oh, can you did. Play. Okay, good. Yeah, because you have to do manual invites on that game. It doesn't yeah. do your um, your regular friends list. which kind of sucks, Right. But. You have to start all over again. But I haven't touched it since this loot week in Diablo because that's when you go and you get all your bonus stuff, man. It's just all great. I was getting, I did a, just a rift run for lunch, like a half hour maybe. And, uh, I got three legendaries and two green set pieces. It was great. So, and tons of gold. Oh yeah. I get like a ton more gold too during this week. So anyway, that game's great. I love it. All right. I played on the iPad. Hold on. I'm getting Me a uh, text here from Daryl for some reason. Um, I played Dungeon. Did start Dun- the show yet? Yeah, we did. Dungeon <laughs> 2 is out again. So a little history on this game. The original Dungeon game was like three bucks. It was a, a game I loved on the, on iOS when it came out and it was a whole lot of fun. It's a, it's a roguelike, but done in kind of a weird way. It feels kind of like Minesweeper in a way, but not entirely. You don't really have to be good at Minesweeper to be good at this game necessarily, but you just keep going down in these dungeons, stay alive as long as you can, kill stuff, collect stuff, earn stuff unlock new characters and so on. Just big progression RPG kind of quick game that you can play real quickly. And it uses touchscreen the way touchscreens are meant to be used. Not a lot of yeah. like trying to wedge controls mm-hmm. into this thing. You just freaking tap the screen. Brian, didn't you play this a while back? Probably. Probably. He forgets. <laughs> if it was longer than two hours, it wasn't. Let me see the, let me see the screen. I just remember, screenshot. I just remember you telling me about this game and you told me, I told you about this game, but I don't remember the game. I remember it fondly, but so when they announced there was going to be a sequel, I got super excited. And mm-hmm. February of this year, the sequel came out, but it had some bugs, some real balance problems. Oh, yeah, this game. Some weird errors. And it also had some really janky free-to-play stuff built into it that made it really kind of, ugh, you didn't want to, you were like, what are you guys doing? It's like they just went down that rabbit hole of like, well, everyone's doing free-to-play, so we got to wedge it all in here. And they did like three different kinds of free-to-play and microtransaction that thing up to the hilt and made it confusing and and it didn't it was missing some stuff and the way the character progression was kind of convoluted and confusing and kind of irritating so i uh i was very disappointed and everybody was but one thing that was cool the developer came out and said yeah we screwed up this is a bad release and we are going to pull it off the store and we are going to start over uh not start over over but you know kind of backtrack a little bit yeah reboot it yeah reboot over it. over so they pulled it off the app store, uh, both Android and uh, and iOS, and said, okay, we're going to work on this. And the, they started you know, putting out more test versions of the PC and Mac version and stuff. And then they had some closed beta testers on the phone and stuff. But it took them a while. It took until yesterday for them to uh, to get to where they wanted to be to do a new release. And it came out again yesterday. And I've been playing it like crazy. And I'm very happy to report that most of the problems are fixed. Uh the bugs seem to be good. The The balance is much better. The way the progression works is much better. The free-to-play stuff is way better. You can buy yourself out of it for $3.99, which is what I did immediately because I'm happy to give the developer money. I just don't like to be nickel and dimed and have timers and all that crap. So they made a way for me just to buy straight out of that, which I did. Uh, so no longer has it got a ticking timer saying, you can only play some more and more games and then you got to come back later or buy more, you know? So I'm not doing any of that. 
You can buy gold and stuff if you want to boost yourself, but I, I there's no need. That's you know, just play the game. Booster gold. Uh, I mean, you know, all games kind of have something like that, even if they're paid for games. But uh, it's free to play, and even the timer thing isn't all that bad for most people. I think a lot of people will be able to just live with that. But I'm obsessed with this game, so four bucks is a small price for me to pay to just unlock that and not worry about it. Right. So that's all I cleaned just... up. It seems a lot better. There are a couple of problems, oh. and they're small. But I, the old game let you carry kind of a, a bunch of inventory as you would find things. And you would still have to destroy some, sell some along the way to make room for others, make strategic choices, what you wanted to carry from dungeon to dungeon. That's kind of gone now. You get two inventory slots. And you just kind of have to rotate through them. So if you find new stuff, you got to go, well, do I want that? Maybe not. And leave, leave one, take two and leave one. That's kind of how it works. And that's fine. It's just more limited. And I'm used to it, and it's okay. That isn't a killer to me. But one of the weirdest oversights in this game is it doesn't tell you, tell me what my attack power is. So in the old game, it would say, oh, you've got two points of attack. Like, think of a Hearthstone card, right, with a little sword. Right. And it would say two. And then you knew if you hit, a, hit an enemy, you'd hit him for up to two. You might miss once or have to be dodged or whatever. But you would typically hit the guy for two points, two hit points. He may have three, so it takes two strikes, and he's dead. You don't have that anymore. You have your defense points. You know how much your defense and your health is, but there's nothing that indicates how much you're hitting with. So as the dungeons progress, the guys start going from four to nine to eight to 12 hit points to 20 hit points. Like they get stronger and stronger. It appears I'm also stronger too, but I don't know how much. It never are you says. Sure it's not, are you sure it's not right directly underneath your character? I looked. It's not because there. Because mine, mine has a number two underneath his, underneath my character. Is it in a little heart? No, no. It's underneath the actual character itself, not next to the heart. Okay, hold on. I'm going to open it. I'm, I'm playing it right now. Okay, that's good. So hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up, and I'm going to see what the hell you're talking about. So where are you I'm looking at? It. Where are you looking I'm, at your character? That's probably a level. By the way, are you in a game like fighting? Yes. Okay, let me get into a game. Bottom left, bottom left, or right underneath the character. Can't. Can I just say you both should be playing a different game right now? Hold on to your butts. <laughs> we can't right now. We're doing podcast and oh. playing video games at the same time. Okay. We can't be doing. So Brian, there's I a have, much better game out. I have. Now hold, hey, now hang on now. <laughs> so here's my character. He's a big burly fighter with his mustache and his beard, right? Mine's a little little uh, wussy looking dude. Oh, wait. Which one are you playing? You're playing Dungeon One. No, I'm, I'm playing Dungeon Two. According to this, you sure it's two? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're right. It says coming sooner. <laughs> Because right here is what I'm looking at. And if you look there, chat room, you can see it. The There's 10 for my mana, 26 for my um, shield, 80 for my life points, and no other numbers. So I don't know what they were thinking. My guess is that gets added because what the hell? That's just weird. I don't know what I'm hitting for. And so I don't know what to plan for. I don't know what to tweak it with when I, buy, when I use scrolls in a dungeon. Like, oh, great. This sword thing scroll gives me plus two to my attack. Plus two to what? It's one, right? Because that's what I was assuming. That's how it is Dungeon No, Lot. it's never just one. It's always it's always modified up. And at least Dungeon Lot says one or two or whatever. This does just doesn't say. But maybe when you're, maybe the there's enemies a, a roll behind you that you don't know about. The enemies maybe. that you're fighting, you know how many points you have to hit them for, right? Yeah, I do. They they have a little thing up in their corner that says they have, and it says how much they hit for. So I know they, they've got, I don't know, two, three points of life, and they have two or three mm-hmm. points of attack. See, I'm playing a game where I know what my attacks are, but I don't know what I'm hitting. Like, I don't know how many times I have to hit. 
Oh, because you it's don't weird. know what their health is. Right. Oh, weird. What's that game? Yeah. Child of Light. Oh, Child oh, yeah. of Light. Yeah. That's yeah. The, is that good? Because I've been wanting to play that. It's yeah, amazing. It looks, looks good. Be, you talked it's about it last week a little bit, or someone did. You yeah, I'm here. still I'm still playing. Well, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah who's well, I, wanted, I was I going to, to install it, and yeah, I'm still playing it. You. Maybe I just read demo. your tweets or something. You were talking about it. It's a really great game, yeah. but that's my only complaint about it. Is that when I'm when I go into that battle mode, I'm like, okay, I got a like stick walking stick guy. I got a <laughs> ghosty girl. I don't really know what they're gonna hit, what I need to hit for, but let's just keep well, that's, doing that it. Well, that's that is very. I would call that kind of typical for JRPGs, but yeah. but you would think. Since I'm okay with it though. It's still a great game. That thing's made by French people. You'd think they would have pulled away a little bit and said, "You know what? We ought to have hit points on this business." Yeah, I don't understand when games do things like that. Like, I understand if, if there's an intrinsic reason to have the mystery there. Like, I've played some games, JRPGs, where you don't know until you do something to reveal it. Mm-hmm. Or in World of Warcraft, even, you got to select a thing and see what color he is, damn it, or to see what, what level he is by collect, uh, selecting him. So if, that, if you're level 20 and he's level 22, yeah, you might be able to take him. If he's 30 and you're 20, you're screwed. Like, I, I, like, to, yeah. I like to know. I like to be able to tell, even if that... Knowing and telling is is a mechanic of the game to like reveal it somehow. Fine, but games that just don't do it and it's all guesswork. F that. But it doesn't hurt the yeah. gameplay, which is surprising to me. Hmm. That's like, good. I'm okay. I'm the way that the action of of battle works. Yeah. You have the ability to delay their actions, which allow you to do go multiple multiple times over and over and over again. Delay. So it's not Stop your attacks or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's okay. I I as soon as I figured that mode out, I was okay with not really knowing how many times I needed to hit them. Yeah. Right, right. So well, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's uh, I want to talk more about that when we get to you though cuz I got some questions sure, about sure, that sure. engine and stuff. Uh well anyway, you can still play Dungeon Lot. Dungeon Lot 2. Yeah, play Dungeon Lot 2. It's good. It's a, definitely an improvement over the release, and I think they'll keep tweaking it to get it in, at least on par with how the old game uh, treated people. But I'm I'm hooked in. I like it a lot. Uh, flockers for the PC. So we got some uh, codes from our friends at Team 17, Nick over there. Yay! The I want one of those. I sent you, you one, one, you dingus. When did you send me one? Are like, you sure you sent me one? Days ago. I got that same, no, email, me. same email yes. I sent to Nicole. Yeah. And I didn't do it to that weird address. Nicole's you. like, yeah, I got it. Well, I didn't. So screw both of you. <laughs> That's hippies. not right because I'm looking at your name. Oh, Scott, Scott is the You're right. It's what? only Scott, to me. What? Are you Scott, kidding me? Did I really? About yes. Sending, uh, sending you it. address Brian, but it's Sook only to it. All right. Well, that, will you forward that to him? Because that same, that same code will work. Oh, poor Brian. So we got codes. Brian will what now find out what it's say. like. Got codes from the guys at Team 17. They are, if, if the name sounds familiar, they're the guys behind all the Worms games, of which I've owned every damn version ever made. Because I'm a freak about worms. And um, <laughs> even during the down times when I didn't like some of their versions of worms, I still ended up buying them. Uh, they're cool guys. And they are also the company, a lot of people didn't know this, but they did the ports of the original PlayStation 1 version of Lemmings, which I loved at the time. I was a big Lemmings nut. And right, right. Uh, they, they made that kind of 3D version of Lemmings for the, for the PlayStation and this game is definitely a throwback to the Lemmings days, man. Like, this is straight up. It's lemmings with sheep, really. Right, bloody, right. bloody sheep. Bloody, yeah. At throw in, say lemmings was always like, oh, they fell off the edge and died. Oh, but this game is like they got ground up in like a giant saw. Like it's so much more kind of over the top. But that's good in my opinion. I totally dig the vibe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's it's great. I mean, we now live in a, an era where there are a million tablet and phone games that are kind of like lemmings, you know, right, physics right. puzzles or hurry up and do these things before the stuff, the, the you know stuff rolls down the hill or make a way for it to survive or make sure 10 of these survive or whatever. Um, what was the game where you put the little, the little blobs together and it made like a lattice work of goo. Oh, yeah, world, world of, of goo. Of goo. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said goo and went, Oh yeah. Goo. All right. right. What is it again? It's, world of goo. I mean, those games all kind of, owe their, I think their legacy to, to lemmings and that kind of game. And this right. game is totally a love letter to that. So it's out now on Steam, available as a download as well as a demo. So there's a demo for people like Brian, although he's getting a full copy, so don't worry about it. Um, we're going to give a couple of codes away there later. Is, there is a demo, though, on Steam. Yeah, there I, is. There is. Yeah, I started downloading it. Yeah, don't get that. Get the. You can just use the code, dude. Thanks. I would, I would love had to. I, I don't, don't know what I was doing there. You know, this reminded me, uh, Hothead Games did a similar kind of where you take the little guys it, they did a game called swarm oh, and yeah. I remember that. and then they did like a little ipad ipod or iphone version of it where you're like feeding the mom or something like this these little guys it, it was weird but it was like the whole idea was to get the little little swarmy guys over to the other side or something to the like big that. mouth creature to, yeah to thing. feed the mom mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it was weird no but they it again it's a similar thing right like yeah, yeah, yeah. totally in that vein you unlock new levels and new abilities and new stuff and you and the and the puzzles get more tricky. Um I love my super super sheep. Yeah, yeah, super sheep are great. <laughs> um it looks really pretty. Uh mm-hmm. there if you're worried that it's full of worms, it's not. I mean, there's some cameo stuff, but <laughs> it's not too crazy that way. I I'm really impressed with it. I think it's good. And uh we'll give away a couple of codes later in the show. So it's a chat a room game. hang in there. Yeah, you might get yourself a free copy of Flockers on Steam. Not to be confused with Meet the Flockers. Uh, no, don't meet them, that. All those movies suck. Don't watch any of them. <laughs> no, what? Even That's the first one. Right. Even the first, the first one, was, one. Oh, shut up. It's the first all was bad. Get them, Brian. Get them. Brian, it's, <laughs> it's all bad, man. Down boy. It's all bad. You, you don't know. Um, 1849. I talked about the Steam version a couple of weeks ago and had gotten kind of an early access code to that. And that went through an official release. This is the game I told you guys about, which is basically um, Caesar three, uh, Pharaoh, like those old oh, city yeah, builders yeah. that were based on right. civilization stuff. I used to love. There's those. another one of those out recently too. I saw. I didn't grab it. Oh, what was, was it? Almost like I'm because I'm, I'm into it. Whatever it was. Not you're not talking about. What's the one where you're lost out in the forest and you got to save your village? What's that called? Starved. 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 That's a lot. There's some similarities too, but these are definitely kind of pulled from that old impressions games era stuff that I loved, man. I ate that stuff up. Caesar three, Pharaoh, Caesar three, Zeus. And that, um, the other one, uh, the, the rise of the middle kingdom, the one, the Asian one, I played those games to death and back. Yeah. I loved loved them. 1849 is basically that kind of game. It is, it's on the iPad now. It's the version I've been playing. It is a straight up buy the game. There ain't no weird free to play <laughs> garbage in there. No city builder stuff like you're used to. It is just right. normal good. Give me the, give me the money. It's set in 1849 the during the gold rush and you got to establish these like old Western towns and have them thrive and survive and build, you know, wineries and orchards and, that way the saloon stays stocked with beer, which keeps the people happy, which keeps the housing market going, which 
keeps the men out working and looking for gold. It's all very set in that era, and it's great. I'm digging it. I like it a lot. And I really like the iPad version. I actually think it's of the two. I played both versions. I think that one's my my preferred version. In fact, I feel like it was more developed for the tablet anyway, and it, it feels it just feels good. It runs really fast. looks really nice. Really good. 1849, that's called. 1849, I which is in relation to... 
but you're like way, way away. You're like, hey, what are you doing back there, Max? I yeah. don't know. I can totally see but, that. Yeah. Right. But the 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 great part about this game, the thing that I think that uh that that Nicole would like about this is it's kind of it's very animated. You you step into almost it's like a Disney Pixar kind of uh you remember the kid from uh uh Meet the Robinsons? Yeah. Did you guys see that one? Yeah, the one with uh wait. Was that a cartoon animated deal? That was the movie. Yeah, it was the movie. That uh, was like one of the that was like one of the first three D Disney things when they were still fighting. Robinson. When they were still fighting with uh, with Pixar, and it was like, no, we're making our own. Screw you, Pixar. Pixar's like, no, you're not. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna be together forever. Mm. You're like, get off us, Pixar. Mm. But yeah, so it's it's kind of it it starts out this kind of intro, and your Max. And the you know it's a it's a play on words because it's called the curse of the brotherhood and what basically happens is you come home you're a kid maybe like I don't know eight ten and you got a little brother and he's in your room he's messing with your junk so he <laughs> jumps online and uh, he he googles or jiggles or whatever it is that he looks <laughs> it up and he looks up a spell okay. to uh, banish his brother so that's what he does he reads this he reads this little uh, this little banishment spell off his laptop and all of a sudden a portal opens up and this monster reaches in and, and grabs his little brother and jerks him into this, this world. And, uh, so that's what you gotta do. You gotta get a jump in and you got to rescue your little brother because you've sent him off to uh monster world. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a platformer and, uh, it's, I think of labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the characters are hard. It's like it, in some ways, it feels so familiar. It feels like, oh, wow, I've seen this a million times because mm-hmm. they've got a lot of elements from a lot of different things. The fact that the character's name is Max makes you kind of think he's, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, where, the where the monsters are. Uh, where is it? Was it where the monsters are? Where the, where, where, the, where, where, the, where the wild things oh, are. Where the oh, wild oh, things are. Yeah, Got yeah. It. yeah where are the right, monsters so, at? Yeah. Right. I so like those, the artwork of this. The neat. artwork, exactly. The artwork is beautiful and it's fun and it's light and it kind of reminds me of that Zack Zero game. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of – the gameplay is kind of similar to that, but it goes mm-hmm. a lot further in because you've got, you've got this, this magic element. And I even got to the most fun part, which is uh, you have a magic marker. And it's it's filled with the essence of this good witch, I suppose she is, who fills who fills her essence into this marker. So it allows you to do all these kind of magic things where you kind of uh, pull platforms up from the ground so that you can so that you can jump over certain areas. Didn't they do like a Disney Mickey Mouse something like that? Right, I can't what remember. Was it? It Mickey it's, Mouse and uh, the I know what you're talking the about. Paintbrush one. The paintbrush. No, that was, that epic, was epic, epic, epic Mickey. Mickey yeah. Epic yeah. Mickey. I, it wasn't quite like it's not quite like that, but it's you know it's got kind of that fantasy kind of thing. It's very cutesy. Like I said, it feels like it's got a whole bunch of stuff that you huh. like, kind of put into it, and you almost want to go, "Oh, this is, I've seen it before." But then they kind of take a little unique twist, and you find yourself playing and having fun. So it's was this like, on sale? What, what no, did you- it's it's always it just it just released on uh, PC today, and uh, I believe for the Xbox 360, and it's only fourteen ninety nine. So you played the demo. I played the demo, okay. but I'm purchasing the game. I'm purchasing the game. <laughs> this is actually a game that is worth purchasing. Okay. Uh, All right. Believe it or not, the you game. You know what I'm getting at. Right. I want, but, to find, I want to ask next week, did you buy that game or not? I'm buying it right now. All I'll right. buy it right this second. Yeah, but anyway, right. you've, got, you've got, in addition to using your magic well, Check market, it out. It looks really cool. You can, uh, you can, vines and stuff kind of, when you're going to certain areas, you, you won't see where you're going 
and all of a sudden, a little, little vine will kind of come out and it'll stretch and grow. And the next thing you know, you're jumping on that. And then there's water tubes. The water tubes are my favorite because you go in the water tubes and they just go slinging you around places. Tell me everything you'd like. Right? It's, it reminds <laughs> me of the. Do you guys remember Donnie Darko? Yeah. Oh, I, do, yeah. I hated that movie, though. I loved that movie. Yeah. Remember the essence that like come from the center of, of Mr., uh, Mr. Darko? It, it came out through the middle of him. That's kind of the water tubes kind of remind me. It looks like I'm jumping into like a Donnie Darko water tube kind of thing. Finally. Good girl. Jeez, right? Donnie Darko. But, but please, this game is a lot of fun. And I played for several hours just in the demo. And I got through, uh, I think you get chapters one through three on the demo. But I'm I'm definitely going to play more. Well, so I, it's, it's not a question. Yeah. All right. Beautiful, fun. Beautiful. Also played, also played a, call, a, a game called Project Root. Un- Project un- Root. Project Root. It had okay. nothing to do with uh, Reading Rainbow or um, or Linux. I was going to say, got some Unix coding you got to do. Coding in there. That's right. It's a lot of fun. But no, uh, it's it's kind of a... a, a <laughs> the sequel to Grep. Anyway, keep going. Right to Grep. Yeah. Yeah. Awk. Get no, it. Sid. Get it. No, I got it. I yeah. got it. Yep. I'm with you. Yep. Sue do this. And so... Uh, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun playing our old school game, so I was kind of looking for a, a shoot 'em up kind yeah. of game. Yeah. Our old school game this week is uh, what did I pick? I don't Dragon remember. Spirit. Dragon Spirit. Dragon Spirit, which is kind of those those you know those just constant fire <laughs> stuff yeah, like, going on. Uh, the shmups they call them. It's a shmup. Mm-hmm. It's a shmup exactly, and that's what this kind of is too. Uh, it's it's kind of flat. And but it's okay. I didn't play it for that long. Yeah. I doubt I'll play you it. Sound depressed. That's and not it good. Kind of made me depressed because usually shooting a whole bunch of stuff usually gets me pretty excited. But this was kind of, I just you know the the sound effects were neat. Instead of you know the usual large big explosions you usually get, yeah. their explosions are more like a like an implosion. Kind of go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like so underwater. That, yeah, so yeah, I don't know I like what that's that. all about, but that was kind of cool. So I, I like did stuff that. like that, yeah. But I kind of, I kind of backed off. I'm like, eh, this ain't for me. Not really your ask, thing. Ask me about my Amazon coins. Okay, uh, hey Brian, I was just wondering, right. how about those Amazon coins? All right, so this thing about the Amazon coins, I knew, <laughs> I knew nothing about them last week. <laughs> I had never heard of an Amazon coin, nor do I even care about an Amazon. Is that coin. like a Microsoft uh, space buck? Yeah, it's like a space it, dollar. It, it's exactly like a space dollar. They have their they have their Android marketplace. Amazon does their app store, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, they recently games for their Fire tablets and whatnot. Exactly. So it's their little point system thing. It's a one to one. You know, one one point is worth one cent. So you know, eh, whatever. So that's that's not really the exciting thing. The exciting thing was that if uh, if you this past week they had I think eight or nine uh, free apps. That you could get is like photo apps you could get for your Android, and uh, and every time you got one, you got a hundred my Amazon coin things. And I'm like, all right, I can, I'll do free. Give me, give me some free coins. So I, I accumulated like 800 of those things, and then I found out I could purchase uh, it's one of the San Andreas games, and it didn't even work on my actual phone. It wouldn't even actually even compatible with mine. San Andreas free coins you, for. <laughs> hold on, you mean like GTA? Right, right. Oh, yes. GTA San Andreas. Okay. Right, right. And so you could purchase that for 699 coins, which yeah. I had. Yeah, of course you did. And they would give you 2,000 coins back. What? And I was like, Good what? Lord, man. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I did that. So next thing I know, I've got, you know, 
I don't know, 25,000, 2,500 coins. So then I started buying stuff I actually wanted. Like I got uh, Pocket Minecraft. Yeah. I played I played that for about five minutes before I realized I hate Pocket Minecraft. <laughs> My God, this is hard to play. It's now I can't click on anything and I can't see anything. Is this like the red paper are... clip? Yeah, it's like the red paper clip. You know what I'm What's, talking about? I have no idea what the red paper clip is. <laughs> there was a guy. <laughs> oh, that yeah, yeah. Traded like the, trading red, up. He traded yeah. a red paper clip for a house. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not oh, that fun. guy. I know who you're talking that's about. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And so that's I did that and then I um I I, I and you got like three hundred coins back on the Minecraft thing. So yeah, I did. Every time I would try to spend all my coins, they kept giving me more coins. And I'm like, fine, what else can I get? So I picked up Terraria. I haven't played it, and I have a whole bunch of Android games now that I will probably never even look at. And I still got like I don't know, fifteen hundred Amazon coins left. Terraria is so a good game. I like that game. Oh, Terraria is a great game. So if you if you got an Android device or you just want to use the App Store, the Amazon App Store, right now is a great time. Kind of poke around a little bit, and you'll find a whole bunch of crap that'll they'll give you coins back for. Or eventually, they'll start using it for reals. But I think this is kind of like a promotional period where they're just saying, "Here, take them, get hooked." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, yeah. dude. Look at you with your Amazon coins. Amazon coins. Ask Brian I, about his Amazon coins. I can also send Scott some Amazon coins. Do it. Is that like yes. uh, another word for balls? Yes. Send me your balls. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what that is, Nicole. Balls. Microsoft Space I've, Points, Amazon balls. Got it. That's what I've been playing this week. Not flockers. No. No. She should have been I playing sent, flockers. I sent you the code. I sent you the code. So Wee. go ahead. Download Brian, it. Brian, you have the code now. Nicole, yeah, tell me about... Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What, uh, tell us about Transistor. Screw all this other stuff. I could dine to know. Well, before I tell you about transi- Transistor, I, I want to ask if either of you have played Thomas Was Alone. Uh, I think we I talked did. about... And I love you... that game. Yeah. I had it, it on the PC amazing. forever ago. Yeah. Did you play it all the way through? All the way through. Beat it. And you so did. did my daughter. She loved it. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing on the iPad. It's one of the best indie games of the last few years as far as I'm concerned. One of my favorites by far. Because I... I I never got a chance. I think I bought it on the PC, but I just, I don't know. I didn't play it on the PC. So I was traveling and I'm like, oh, I need a new game. I was like, eh, eight bucks. Well, I'll, you know, I've heard just great things about it. I'm going to go ahead. It's expensive for an iPad game for sure. For an iPad game, right? Yeah. So uh, I had a three hour flight to and back and I'm still not done with it. But uh, seriously, if you have not played this game, the iPad implementation of this game is wonderful. Thomas so, was a vipper dipper dipper dipper. You know what? He's that and also just for as a side note, I don't know if you can still get this or not, but at the time I liked it so much I bought the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. one of the best video game soundtracks of all time. It's really, yeah. really well, maybe it's not of all time, but it's really, really good. It's so great. Did you uh run into a character named Cody? Here's a taste. Hold on. Oh. Thomas and his buddies. Anyway. Cody. Yeah, Cody. So, Yes. Because, because there's it's been a Cody while, but and yes. I can't remember the other one. But Kim, our friend Kim Price, backed this game and she was able to name two of the characters and one All of them's right. Cody and it's her two sons. No way. <laughs> yes, her two sons are in this game. Oh, that's totally cool. Yeah. Well, so, so you never know when you're going to back an amazing game. Yeah, right? when you're going to put your money where your mouth is. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I wanted to just praise how well this translated to the ipad yeah. and i'm 
I'm just in love with it. I'm, so. a, I'm a, definitely a fan. I, I really enjoyed it back when I played it on the PC. I mean, it's a couple of years old now on other platforms, mm-hmm. but left a major impression. And it, the thing that it left with me the most was here is a game about very small, seemingly mm-hmm. innocuous geometric shapes that somehow you managed to tell them, me right? a better story than <laughs> I hear from big 3D rendered EA releases. Right. Like they had a better grasp of story and getting to the heart of character than most games I play. And that blew my mind. Yeah. Because you're I talking love- about little shapes. Yeah, little shapes. Yeah. Amazing. My favorite my favorite is Claire. She's a superhero oh, and she floats in water. That's right. <laughs> I loved her. Yeah, she was it's great. A, it's a blue square. It's a damn square. That's the thing. It's a stupid square. I shouldn't even say stupid. It's an amazing little square. It's amazing. It can do anything. It can do anything it wants to do with class and style. And it speaks to the the voiceover, the guy that narrated the entire thing. Oh yeah, that guy's I mean, amazing. Thomas so. thought he was alone, but he wasn't. He was something something with james it's so good. and Ta- james and claire and yep. and the one guy the little fat one was kind of a jerk sometimes and it was just yeah. great i loved it i can't remember what his name is but so anyway tell me about transistor damn it transistor so this is a game that we've been waiting for for a while because this is the follow-up to bastion yeah and right. if super that, giant games that's who made it giant, yep so it is it's it feels like the same world as bastion Oh, really? Um, You'd say it's like the same universe kind of thing? Yeah, no, I, the, just the art style, the narration, but it is a totally different game. So mm, that's right, why right. if you enjoyed Bastion, I think you're going to enjoy Transistor. In fact, I'm finding I'm enjoying Transistor more than Bastion. Interesting. Well, yeah. um, you, you're, you don't have a lot of the story, so you're uncovering the story as you're working through. So the storytelling is kind of fragmented at first. Um, You are playing a character named red. She kind of wakes up pulling a sword, which is the transistor out of this guy. And you've come to find later that that guy's essence is now in the sword. And you're going to slowly pick up other people more or less <laughs> into right. that sword people if you want to call them that and yeah. you live in this like very <laughs> steampunky world called cloud bank okay and you're fighting these robots and you get different actions mm. and the gameplay is super flexible so you go into this mode um, i'm using a controller on my pc you yeah. can play this on the pc or ps4 and you just right click it and then you can go and move around and do different combos and try different things out. So there's not, it's really a flexible gameplay and you can get really creative with it. And I'm really enjoying exploring and understanding the world that I'm in, the story that they're telling, I'm loving. Some people are saying, you know, the narration is annoying. I don't find it annoying it's at all. It's the sword I'm talking loving. to you, right? Isn't that the deal? The sword's talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. You pick up the guy in the sword. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was the same character. I thought the sword was just its own talking, jive talking. Do I have uncertain descriptions? <laughs> Darkstein is, I love Nicole's uncertain descriptions. <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, yeah. But no, it's, to me, it's, maybe. to me, but I'd also heard this. I heard the sword Sorry. talked, but I didn't, I assumed the sword was just like a little buddy, like your little pal. <laughs> well, you're not, e- so you can like go Gilligan? In- <laughs> <laughs> you go into this mode where you, the people that you pick up, you learn more about them. 
So for whatever reason, these people are being killed and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And the main guy, you, you don't know anything about him. Mm. So when I go in to look at his profile, there's nothing about him. But I can see the other people that I've picked up. So one guy's a, a race car driver and his – and I can do – Name Jerry. And it gives me- I knew Brian was going to say <laughs> name Jerry. <laughs> Such a stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's hard for me to describe this because it's such a it's such a different concept, I guess. Mm. And it I also don't want to give a lot away because it's just just play it. It's a beautiful game. I'm having a t- a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um I mean the narrator's have... not as good as the Bastion narrator though, right? Because that guy was just insane. He, he was, was so he was pretty awesome. Yeah. But he's he's up there. Really? I, wow. I love it. You will love this okay. game. I'm stoked. I keep hearing the, uh, the, the, the fighting mechanic stuff while not super obvious at first as yeah. to how it's going to work is real cool later. Yeah. Um, and how you can kind of modify everything by just swapping things around and yeah, you can combinations of, you know, attacks and stuff. That's, that's very intriguing to me. Yeah. The whole transistor, you have these ports where you, they're, spread out so when you get to the the different ports you can move your actions around so like for instance there's one that you unlock depending on the position you put them in it will spawn a dog to fight next to you or if you put it as a kind of a side a main and that's a side one but if you put it in the main it will subdue robots for you oh down. And make them work with you. So you can unlock different transistors and depending on how you swap them in them out and upgrade. And it's almost a little overwhelming because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing because there's really not a lot of instruction. Like I said, you're just kind of following right, the right. path. There's like arrows and you just kind of follow the path and let the story unfold and be told to you. Hmm. So I'm not stressing out about it too much. <laughs> I will say when you're in some of those boss battle type scenarios yep. if you die if your health gets all the way down one of your transistors will be destroyed okay no so in the early in the beginning you only have four transistors so you can basically die three times and then if of course you die the final one you'll get put back to your last save point um the nice thing is because because you lose those transistors, you have to wait a couple of turns before you can get them back. But you can get them back, which I was really <laughs> well, happy for. You want that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's a great game. It's beautiful. I love the the strong female lead to it. I though you it's funny, you're playing a female, but you, all you hear is a dude and you're <laughs> Oh, there's a I didn't realize the main character was a lady. Or yeah, the, she's I thought funny. maybe I thought you could choose or something. No, um, she's a singer in oh, this okay cloud bank world and and something bad's happening and you're trying to figure out what's going on it sounds like a blast yeah it's great i i love it i'm love gonna it. have to play that game it's only what 15 or 19 is it on i Steam? think it's nine it's 19 dollars worth it yeah. though you say i'm pl- yeah i totally think it's worth it it's on uh i'm playing it on the pc so i'm on Steam. get it you'll love it all right I'm telling you, maybe you i'll will grab love it. it maybe i'll grab it i almost pulled the trigger on a wii u before the show tonight and now i'm thinking well maybe i'll just pick that up instead you'll love it uh, i'm surprised you're not i know you'd stuff. think it'd be right on it i don't know what my deal was i'd loved the other one maybe it's because i just played the hell out of it and played it twice pc and then ipad and i was just like oh i don't know if i want to do this again it is totally different 
I think, from Bastion, but still in the same family. It's like a cousin to Bastion, mm. not a brother or sister. <laughs> Dirt, your dirty cousin from Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, tell us yeah. about... Child, I want to ask. So, Child of Light, we talked about, yeah, but I want to yeah. know it is the it is the Rayman engine, the new one, right? The the Rayman yes. Legends yeah, yeah. engine. Yep, the Rayman. Yep. Is that? I mean, Origins. No, it used it was used for Origins. Well, yeah, I think they're both based on the same oh, thing. But, and, oh, yeah, but, yeah. But my point is, is it? I mean, what draws me to that game is less because I'm not a big JRPG guy. I'm more of like a Western RPG dude. So that kind of gameplay isn't always my thing, but. I like how that thing looks. Is the game worth playing on looks alone? Okay. Oh, most definitely. Okay. And the fact that it changes it up by going into that battle mode for me, I love, I love that about it Hmm. and the different collections Uh and you have little quests and you can do side quests and the story is great. It's, it's really great. All right. Maybe it has a Metacritic score of 80. Well, that's, the, that's and 90 for the PS3 version. That's hard to beat. Oh, I didn't know it was on the PS3. PS4, though, no, right? No, no It's PS4. on PS4. It's on the PS4, oh. PS3, PC, the Vita, the Wii U, Xbox 360, and I've, Xbox One. It's been, everywhere. I've been looking for excuses to... Or some excuses to buy another PS4 game, like, on the, on the drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've been holding off just because, you know, what do we got around the corner? Freaking... Um, uh, yeah. the game is Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. That's how <laughs> the game is. <laughs> that comes out on like the 27th or something. And I think Eric's got me convinced to get PS4 because that way we can all do the the weird Eric. multiplayer yeah, crossover stuff. Yeah, you're right. So I'm 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 part of me is like, no, I should go PC because that thing will be all like teched out on there and it'll look amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it'll look great on the PS4, but. But I bet I could run at a higher resolution on my PC. And, you know, <laughs> like I'm torn. But Eric's like, come on, you guys. Hey, guys. Just how Eric's, come on, you guys. I'm Mickey Mouse. Come uh-huh. on. All I got is an iPad 1 and this old Mac. I can't play on Steam. <laughs> um, he'll love that when he, when he texts me next. Um, also, Eric gave me this horror game to play with uh, for to put to record and put online. And I did like an hour of it with my son, Nick. Which uh, one was that? It's uh, Outlast. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it, I went to go convert the video, and it's like gigabytes and gigabytes of blank black screen and oh. nothing but audio. I was so oh. fraps farted out on me. I don't know what happened there. I hate that. So I was so pissed. I, I mean, I had no other way to know. I mean, it, since that thing yeah. doesn't do any monitoring, you have no idea. It says right. it was recording. I don't know. Are, are either of you going to pick up Wolfenstein? Uh, yeah. Did you say Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein? <laughs> Wolfenstein. 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 I've thought about it. I don't know. I played every Wolfenstein up to today, including the original and Spear of Destiny. So I maybe I should, but I have a feeling that's gonna be on sale before you know it. Really? Yeah. It's on my list. It's it's I don't feel like I'm looking at anything too innovative there. I feel like I look at it and go, Oh, it's a run around and shoot dudes. That was kind of how Wolfenstein 3D was when it first came out. Just kind of like just another one, but they always seem to bring the fun. Do they? Yeah, I, I didn't mean, feel that, like it, the last one was all that fun. It was all right. I, I did. I thought it was. What's the Metacritic score on it? Uh, so far? It's, it's, probably seventy something. Probably. Let's see. Let's yeah, take a look it, here. Again. 
PC. Wolfenstein, three critics is also far on the PC version. Yeah. All 78, 80, 86. That's not bad. That's not right. bad. Um, IGN says, with an essential early game choice uh, that makes it worth playing through twice, the story at the center of the Wolfenstein New Order pops up, uh, pops up as competent, but mostly unremarkable shooting. I don't know. Oh, what you expected? Maybe. I don't know. Do I want another? I don't know if I'm in the mood for a shooter right now. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, I think I'm going to hold off on it. <laughs> it's Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, Scott. Wolfenstein? Sorry. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. <laughs> okay. Stein. <laughs> I think we covered most of it. Yes, we did. Did we cover all yours? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to add before we do news. I think I saw Dan call. We're going to add him to this. Add to the call. Oh, geez. Hold on. Sorry. I have stepped away from the mic to breed. <gasps> what are you, like, Chocolate Rain? Here we go. Yeah, what's his name? Chocolate Rain. Flim Flam Jimmy Jam. What's his name? I don't know his name. Can't think of his yeah, name. Flim Flam Jimmy Jam. That's that was exactly it. it. Flim Flam Jimmy Jam. Uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for us to talk to our good buddy Dan Patrice. He is here to talk about board games and what is happening on your tabletop, or at least what should be. Dan, are you there? Ave Johnson. Ah, sweet. Look at you. <laughs> so, uh, so Dan, what's going on, man? Not much, guys. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You're always so excited and up. I just think that's great. I wish I was had more energy this afternoon like, like Dan does. It's, uh, uh, it's my favorite time of the week. It really is. Talk some board games. And it should be. Dan's, uh, if, you, if you're coming to Nerdtacular 2014, you'll get a chance to shake Dan's hand vigorously. Not not his gaming hand. No, no, no. He'll need that. <laughs> He'll need that for other stuff. Um, but we're you know, always happy. From rolling dice, I got a nice strong grip. Yeah, so. exactly. We're always excited, though, to have you on. Talk about the things that are cool in the world of uh, tabletop gaming. What's up this week? Did you did you get the DC deck builder to the table this weekend? We tried, and the kids yeah. had stuff, and things went bad. But I did get in there and like dig into the rules pretty hard, and I pulled out all of the hero cards from the two sets and combined them, like you said, because you said you oh, could. Awesome. That's a great way to just sort of have more choice when it comes to the heroes. Uh, but we didn't get an actual game in, so we're now we have and, second and attempt. You're talking about this the oversized week. heroes. Yeah, the big the big okay. dudes. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to mix the uh, the little the blue cards that are in the game. The those heroes you want to just kind of keep those separate. But the oversized heroes, mix those on up. That'll be a quite a fun time. Yeah, they remind me if I had anything to compare them to, I'd say like in Hearthstone, they're like picking a class. You know, like exactly. You're going to choose a mage, or you're chicken. You know, chicken. You're picking <laughs> Jane of Proudmore. It's because you <laughs> you like whatever her strutting her stuff or whatever. And that's like this. You pick Batman or Superman or whatever. And having individual player powers is always so much fun in games. Yeah. That's Although, dude, really look to. Red Tornado, what are they doing? Who who out there? Let's just show of hands, everybody. Who remembers <laughs> the Red Tornado? How about yeah, he's, nobody? Yeah. And he's just a robot. You know, and his actual card is okay. But it's kind of one of those things where I, when I stopped reading some of that, he started to become real big. So when he started coming back, I'm like, I, who is this dude? Yeah, Red Tornado <laughs> is kind of a – he's just kind of a joke. Anyway, but it's fun. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's fun even just to get ready to play the damn thing. But we're gonna we're gonna make haste and play it this weekend. Now, it's the worst case if uh, if you haven't gotten to it, I'll uh, I'll sit down with you. We'll get nerdtacular. I'm gonna definitely put that on the schedule for uh, for some demos for people, and uh, we'll we'll have it all. I will. Uh, I'm very there. excited about that. Just generally having you know multiple voices. You being one of them that that knows this stuff and can quickly get people cranked up on games and. It's going to be a real highlight for me. I'm excited Woo-hoo! about that. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be awesome. 
So since you mentioned Love Letter last week, <laughs> yes. I thought it would be a, a pretty cool thing to cover this week. I'd pretty much tell you about the game and give you a quick rundown. Since it is only 16 cards and there's only really eight things you can do in a game, it would be a nice quick thing to go through. Yeah, it's cheap too, so, man. Cheap. Yep, yep, it's less than $10. Mm-hmm. And it's only got 16 cards. And it comes in a nice little velvet bag we were talking about last week. Nice red velvet bag from uh, AEG is who makes it. Uh, and it's by uh, Seiji Kanai. Is the, is the fellow's name that, uh, that made it. Now, in, in, in Love Letter, you're trying to woo the princess. You're trying to get Princess Annette. You're trying to get your love letter into her hands. Right. And you're trying to keep all the other people from getting their love letter in her hands. And it sounds like such hands. a girly premise, by the way. Like, on the surface <laughs> of this thing, you're like, who would want to be playing this game with your buddies? As it turns out, lots of people. So keep going. Yeah. Well, what's pretty funny is, uh, and not to take a side tour, one of the best games of this year is called Rococo. Uh, and it's about making oh, dresses. Rococo. Oh, no yeah. way, dude. Yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> okay. All right. So Finally. that'll be for another day. Finally, my That's fantasy of being a dressmaker can be realized. We've been waiting for it for so long, and now they finally brought it true. That's great. So uh, now in the game, you're going to deal out one card to everybody. And then you'll put a couple cards to the side so they're not in the game. So you can't card count. Uh, then you can put the stack of cards in the middle. So everybody has one card at all times. On your turn, you will dra- uh, pull a card, and then you play a card from your hand. Now, what these cards do, so the, the two ways that you can win is either be the last person standing by eliminating everybody else. So basically telling them all to take a hike. So you're eliminating Dunaway, and, and, uh, and, no. and, poor, and, and poor Spag gets eliminated, and then you're just <laughs> left standing. So Or uh, at the end of the game, if everybody's still in, everybody compares their cards, and whoever has the highest number card actually wins, which is kind of a rare thing. Sometimes in a four-player game, it'll get down to, to just a two-player. So there's numbers from one to eight on all the cards. Okay. Now, the number one card is the guard. There's six of those in the game, and what you do in the guard when you play it, you guess, you pick somebody, and you guess what card they have. If they're right, they're out of the game. Now, you can't pick guard, because uh, obviously that's why there's six of them, but you can pick anything but guard. The number two card is the priest. That lets you look at somebody else's hand. It gives you a little bit of that information. Ah. The, the number three is the baron. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so not the baron, you, you, you pick a person. So me and Dunaway, I picked Dunaway with the baron, and my other card... I would, we would look at each other's hands, and whoever has the lower card is out of the game. And so you're taking a little bit other. of risk. <laughs> so you're, you're taking a little bit of a risk, but if you know what they have or you figured it out, then you're okay. So now the number four is the handmaiden. Uh, until your next turn, you are safe from everything. You're immune to any effects from other people. So, so it's kind of gives you off the island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the number five is the prince. Uh, you choose any other player and you tell, make them discard their hand, their one card, and then they draw a new one. And that's very important. And I'll tell you why in just a second when we get to the princess. Now, the king is number six. You get to trade your hand with somebody. So if you know they're towards the end of the game, they're holding on to that princess. You've had that feeling where you know what they have. You can make them trade. Now, the countess, she's a little evil, little vixen. If you have the countess, and if you pull the countess and you, and you get either the king or the princess in your hand, you must immediately discard the countess. because If can't I get be the caught. princess in my hand, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I win! So, and, finally, and finally, the princess. If you are forced or if you do discard the princess at any time, you are out of the game for the round. Oh, wow. So, and it will get well, exactly, because who wants to get rid of the princess? Nobody. Nice. So, and, and the rounds go really quick. The first person who gets, you know, you get a little cube. They have little wooden cubes in the game. So if you win a round, you get a cube, you shuffle them up, you deal again. Real quick, 
Real easy. That's why I say if you go out to dinner at Chili's or something and you're waiting for your food, just slop this on a table and play a fun game. It's it's got a lot more deduction and reading people. And you know, there's a lot of f bombs that are dropped when 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 you pick up that Dunaway has the prints on the first first round before he even gets to play a game. Yeah. He's not going to be happy. Yeah, it's going to so. get, that'll get you kicked out of Chili's, uh, Brian. Careful, man. <laughs> I know, right? I like their chips. They got that chips and salsa stuff. Those chips are like air thin. Oh. I, I, as long as they're not them. chits. Yeah, they're not chits. Not, I hate <laughs> may, the chits. They might give you the chits, but uh, <laughs> that's later. That's later. Uh, well, all right. Well, that's a great rundown. That's exactly kind of how I remember it uh, from my what little bit I've played. I'm bringing that. I'm bringing my little pouch. I know there'll be more there uh, in in July, but I'm going to bring mine. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely have it. And, and they and what's cool about what AEG did. This is kind of in part of their world, uh, part of the Tempest series. They have about three or four other games that they based in this world. Oh, that's cool. So there's a little narrative that's kind of built into the whole thing, but but that game is one of the best. It's uh, they announced the Spiel des Jahres last week. The uh, the games that are nominated for the Spiel des Jahres and the Kennerspiel des Jahres, which is a big German board game awards. And this was on the recommended list, which I was a little annoyed about because it should have been on one of the top three games because this is one of the best games from last year. Oh wow! All right, well there you have it. I yeah, agree. people speak uh, quite highly of it, and it'd be cool if somebody made like a less girly version for me. And I don't mean to say I don't want to think about love letters and things. That's all fine. <laughs> But can, can well, they a have, lot of these games, can't you take the core mechanics and go, we're going to make a game about spaceships and aliens, and it's kind of the same core mm-hmm. mechanics, just in a different way? Yep, and it's that's done quite a bit. Like, see, the thing about board gaming is mechanics, you can't really, you you can't patent mechanics. But, you know, people kind of borrow things from all over the place. Uh, so there's, you know, you don't see any of that litigation in, in board games themselves. Yeah. That's why you have a billionopolis out there, because as long as you right. don't steal the art or things that are... Uh, you know, copyrighted. Like the word tap from Magic the Gathering, that's actually using that word in your game will get you sued. But rotating a card 90 degrees and calling it in a Dunaway will not get you sued. Exactly. <laughs> I, I prefer that naming convention. Wait all the time. That whole Hex uh, Cryptozoics lawsuit is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and, it's, and that's why it's, uh, it's, it's related more to the online world, rather, because there's a lot of things you really can't sue about. And, and there's obviously, you know, it, people don't steal other people's IP and, and yeah. board games, things like that. So, you know, when you see all the Opelies, they, they don't steal any art. They don't call things chance. They don't call things community chess. So that's why it's a different world. But, right, right. but what you were saying about reskinning uh, Love Letter, uh, you can find a lot of different things. They even took like Game of Thrones and people put Game of Thrones pictures and reskinned those into Love Letter. Oh my gosh, that's kind of cool. And that's pretty rad. I, I might see if I can get a couple of these printed out and bring them to, Ooh, to that's Tax. Kinda, that would be That's a, pretty, pretty rad, actually. I really like that idea. <laughs> that suddenly make it a lot more darker and cool uh, than just some fancy pants letter exchange. Uh, but it's it, it's a cool game, you guys. It sounds like a thing you'd want to like almost avoid if you're some big tough dude. Right. But it's not. It's great. It's really fun. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised, you know, how fast the plays and how much fun it is. Well, it's great stuff as always. Uh, Dan Patrice always on, uh, always online. Go to is it just Geek Blog or it's Geek Blog Jock Jock Nog Blog? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's, uh, geek, geek Jock geek, Blog. Exactly. Thank you, Nicole. Yep, geek it. Jock Blog. I knew I was somewhere in the right neighborhood. Uh, or check us out on oh, the Geek All Stars podcast. Yes, indeed. Uh, always good stuff. We'll have you back next week to talk about more board games, man. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, guys. Stay happy. Bye, Dan. Bye. You know what I like about Dan is he is happy all the time, that guy. Right. Always so happy. Valkyrie needs food. I need food. Quick news this week. What's this YouTube with John Oliver, Brian? What's going on with this? Oh, you didn't catch that YouTube. John Oliver responded to Nintendo's... uh, Nintendo promised 
to be more uh, socially sensitive next time and to offer same-sex marriages or something in their video games. Oh, that's lately. right. So I John, remember hearing about this. Right. So, so this uh, is his new HBO show, right, that he's doing? Right. Okay, right. I'm going to play a piece of this Nintendo here. is a target of a social media campaign. In the company's upcoming video game called the Tomodachi Life, you can make your avatar do just about anything. But what your avatar cannot do is marry another avatar of the same what? sex. I mean, sure, you, you can use a civil union cheat code, but it's just not the same. <laughs> if, uh, if you're interested, it's uh, up, up, down, down, be gay, be gay, start. <laughs> <laughs> How is that new show? It looks, it reminds me of basically John Stewart's show a little bit. It, it, yeah, it, but he's, he does good. I, I like it. I like John Oliver a lot, so I, I think I'm in. I but uh, wow, the YouTube comments are super dumb. Mm. I don't, even don't look read. at the don't comments. Even look what do you expect? What, what, you, what yeah. you think he's going to find some gold down there, yeah, Scott Johnson? I know. I just always disappointed in our YouTube brethren. Uh, let's oh. see. PlayStation Now PS4 private beta starts tomorrow. That's yesterday, actually. So uh, yeah. right. uh, to, uh, Tuesday. S- Stephanie's in this. Yeah. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think anybody can sign up for it. Now. It's, it's, uh, anybody can sign up for it now. I think you can all know. sign up, but I don't think everyone gets in. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets in. Yeah. Correct. Uh, it's like a many will enter, few will get in. <laughs> right. Randomly I, I really want to. I want to play it. I want to do it. I want to see how that streaming works and how that Gaikai stuff kicked in, and, and if they got their money's worth, and whether it's worth something to pay for later or whatever. I, I really want to know. So uh, I guess Ladies of Elite will have a nice report as we go on. Yep, Stephanie will tell us all about it. All right, very nice. Just come on yeah. here. And repeat uh, everything she said. <laughs> Steam uh, in-house or in-home streaming released to everybody. That happened today. Yep, yep. So I was trying to get, to get on the yeah. Steam Everybody's box trying business. to stream it now. Where so I got to have a huh? either a box designed for the streaming or I got to have a PC connected over there you that got, I can stream to. Right? You've got to have two. Right? You've got to have two. You can have you got to have at least one machine that's kind of beefy, and then another machine can play the games. Okay. So it's it's kind of like a home stream kind of thing. So you know, I'm not prepared is what you're saying. Right. You got to you basically have a server that handles all the load, then you have one that does not so much so. Okay. Well, it's exciting nonetheless, and I kind of want one of those steam boxes when they come out. Are they already out? Can I go get a steam box now? I can just buy one, right? You can. And actually I probably should have bumped this this uh news arc up higher, but Dell steam machines won't be very profitable according to Dell. And oh, Sony and geez. Microsoft said, duh. <laughs> Welcome to the console business, dummy. <laughs> That's no one makes money on the hardware on that side. So, I mean, Microsoft and Sony, their real money comes from software licensing and first party games. So right. if you want to do that, Dell, go ahead. Dell presents Good. Skylanders 4. <laughs> the, the, the stupidating or whatever. Uh, let's see. We got Destiny beta, open beta soon, as well as pre-order. So watch for that. PS4 owners are going to get that first. Yay. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited I mean, about that game. Nicole should yay. be, because she's basically yeah. getting Borderlands on steroids. <laughs> that game. Uh, At least in theory. I mean, I haven't played it, so I don't know. But I've heard I've heard very Borderlandsy things about it. I will right. be playing it, yes. Yeah, guaranteed. Xbox One I'm getting I- external hard drive support. I assume that June update... And that support is all about me being able to back up stuff, or what is it for? What right, like right. media and things, or what? More storage space for okay. your drive. Yeah, I mean, well, it only makes sense because they sent out the Xbox One and said, "Here you go," and then it said, "You know what? Not big enough." Yeah. Not I'm surprised big you enough. didn't put the bigger news. What's the bigger news? The bigger news is they're dropping. You don't have to have um, gold oh, membership. 
Yeah, we talked oh, about did you already last, talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it last week. That's the reason why we didn't. But yeah, you God. can talk about it again. I was busy <laughs> being it's, sick. She had strep, man. It was bad. I got the, I got the email five days ago. What What email? The one the about. email from Xbox uh, talking about the changes. Hey, oh. we can't be. We can't be did, waiting for you to get emails. We have to dig our news sources up from they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was announced. That was announced. That's been a good couple of weeks now since that's that happened. It. Yeah, we talked about and current Xbox, geek. That's and, a that's a total lag right. on their part. I know slacker <laughs> slacker asses. Um, so that's the thing. What else here? Uh, Blizzard. Uh, oh, Blizzard did these video crash courses on how to use your level ninety that you just boosted because you get that boost with the right. uh, Warlords of Draenor pre order. They're actually pretty good. Like I went through them and I thought I thought at first I'm like oh boy this isn't going to be great they're great they totally put you on the right track and tell you what your rotation should be at least initially and what to expect and where your strengths cool. and weaknesses are it's it's actually really good so uh, I, I think they needed to do that I think they needed to do more because uh, people who have already done it are still kind of lost and now these will help but uh, yeah it's a good it's a good thing to do because it is confusing when you have suddenly have a million abilities and you don't even know that character at all it's like what do you even do with that guy right, right. Uh, that's it that's news I'm going to give that's away two news. copies of Flockers courtesy of Team 17 our friends at Q- Team 17 yeah. and I'm going to do it by giving them away in the chat room because you guys are here you're hanging out with us and uh, why fuck, not fuck. why not you know give them some love what is this Playing. No, I don't want that music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was a plane over Nicole's house. Yeah, me again. too. I there we go. A little <laughs> jazz version of the Mario theme. Okay, so I'm going to give it away to a couple of people in the chat who uh, say that they want it. So if you want it, then you, you should want say it. so. And looks like uh, Eric Mahler is our first winner because I picked yeah. him out of the random there. So Eric, I'm putting it in your tr- in your private message there, your little private message hole. And we're going to give one away to Jay Cargath, who is also random today. Putting that in there. You guys both win. We've got more codes to give away uh, between now and next week, so watch for that. And again, thanks to the guys at Team 17. And then you will like the game. It is good. You shall enjoy it. How are they watching for that? Uh, For, oh, I just, watching for what? What do you mean? Oh, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. TFS Show on Twitter is what we'll give those away. Because I'm giving away games on our Facebook page. No way. Yeah, you are. Yes. Do tell. How so, do they get that? What do they do? Well, you, you just have to like the Facebook page. And when I put up the post, it says comment. You just comment. And I pick a random winner. But what if they so, don't like it? Then what? Well, if they're if they're not liking our Facebook page, they'll never know. That's true. You won't even see it, will they? They won't even see it. You've been so Zuckerberg. It doesn't apply. Okay. Fair enough. So. There you go. That's uh, yeah, no, games. that's awesome. Uh, that's over at uh, what's our link? Is it just facebook.com slash the final score? I think it is. Or final score show? That, yep, that's it's in the show notes right there. Facebook.com slash the final score show. Oh, you mean show. here in the notes where it is every week? And I just now noticed that it was there. So, Got it. It's all right. Uh, all right, good deal. Well, congratulations, everybody. Yeah. And if you're listening next week, you want to be part of the chat room because we give out stuff every week on the chat room. Mm-hmm. We're recording this live now on Wednesdays at uh, five. Is it is five thirty Mountain Time? Five thirty Mountain, four thirty Pacific. Uh, Eastern would be f- seven thirty. Seven thirty p.m. Yeah, and uh, we usually go an hour. And you're welcome to come be here live. There's about a hundred people in the chat. That'll grow because now people are learning about the Wednesday thing, and you're you're all more than welcome to be here. So please come, one and all. We got an anonymous email I want to read. Nicole, you'll like this. Anonymous. Deals with, you know, games and gender, stuff like that. We talked about Mm -hmm. it on the show a little bit. Yep. 
this person wanted to rename, <laughs> yep. re- remain anonymous, but I, and I said yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to yeah. say, no, I'm, I'm saying your name. In response to your statement about you never play as a female character, I'd like to share a point of view. And he's talking about me because I never play girl characters. This came up last week. Uh, Brian will, it depends for Brian. For me, I just always choose dude. And it's just, you know, MMOs or whatever, where you can pick a dude, I pick a dude. Diablo, right, all right. dudes. All dudes all day. Big sausage fest there in Diablo for me. Right. <laughs> um, if it's a game about a girl or story-driven girl game, Tomb Raider, whatever, it's not like I have a problem with that. I don't Transistor. at all. Yeah, that's fine. All that stuff is fine. It's never a problem. It's not even a problem in MMOs. I just default dudes every time. Right. And I don't really have a reason. I just, I don't know. I relate to them because I'm a dude, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I don't think I'm a dude. I know I'm a dude. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Uh, this person says, I am a straight male and I prefer to play as female characters in games. Since I was a teenager, I have felt more of a connection to females in real life and in media than males. I kind of realized uh, that so many guys, both in real life and media, repulse me the way with the way that they act. I'm not talking about the way they treat women or anything like that, specifically just in general. It's interesting. Uh, when I play as a female character, I feel like we are in it together, like a duo teaming up to take on whatever is coming ahead in the game, even when the females is just skin, just a skin and a new voice on the male character, like in an MMO, for example. I don't get that connection to most male characters. For instance, I felt far more connected to my femme shepherd in Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 than I ever did the male Shep in my last or in my first ever Mass Effect 1 run with him. Uh, it gets tricky when it comes to romances, though. In all three uh, of the Mass Effect games, I have my femme Shep romance, Lara, Lyara, Liara, as a single gender alien race that looks female, that looks female, it's easier for me to see my in-game partner in crime romance with a male, which just makes me feel more feel uncomfortable. And a lesbian relationship makes me feel like a pervert. <laughs> there is a <laughs> this week on therapy Thursday. There is a this kind of is a therapy Thursday question. There is an occasional male character I feel I feel that some feel that same, same. connection to like uh like Cole as he was written in Infamous 2 but not the first Infamous but I feel like most male characters are a tool for me to shoot up aliens or toss a ball into a hoop I don't know if I'm crazy or if that's even healthy yeah. healthy but that's how I feel I totally get it dude me too totally yes. get it the way I deal with these things though um I mean if the game is built narratively around a character and the character's written bad it doesn't matter if it's a lady or a dude. I I just don't like it either way. Right. If it's like Cole in the Infamous games, the first two, he was, and I agree about Infamous too. He's more interesting in that game. Um, Laura Croft, or Laura Croft, however you say it, I liked her a yeah. lot in the new Tomb Raider. Um, I like some people said, oh, she's too much of a she's too much of a victim in the cutscenes, and then too badass when she's not in the cutscene. I kind of understand the, that point of view, but I liked her. I like the idea that she was put in this horrible position in a position of weakness with a lot of really terrible men around. And she still was able to freaking rise above that and kick all their A's. Like that's, that's to me a good story. That's the kind of story, you know, I think about when I think about my girls heading off into the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think it says anything weird about you. I just think you're, this is one way for you to sort of let that out. What do you say, Nicole? Well, I would encourage him uh, to also, there's a great gamer quiz. So there are, are a lot of different types of gamers out there. For me, I, this quiz is really insightful because I found that I like to project myself into the game more. Mm-hmm. So games like Borderlands, games like Fallout 3, I don't feel like I'm playing the character. I feel like it's me. 
right, in the right. game. And that's why I connect with it so much. With with other games, there might be it might kind of break that wall for me, and that's that's where I go. I don't really why I don't like it, but I'm not really into it, mm-hmm. and it it's probably because I can't I can't create that connection with the character, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to gameongirl.com/gamerquiz, it's a very insightful twenty, it's really quick 20, 20 questions, and it will talk about what type of gamer you are, and it that might give you some insight to how you feel as you're playing these games. Mm. I can tell you so, this: when I pick an MMO dude, and let's say it's a game like WoW, doesn't let you pick like a big race, like a tall, or you can't change your height or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even in right. WoW, I think I favor orc, and here's why. I think I was always kind of a lurpy dork. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people around me were kind of chauvinist a-holes in high school right, and right. stuff. And I feel like when I pick a big oafish orcish character, but then in game show that he is not like every other orc, right. like he has got, he will stop and help you with your quest. He yeah. will let you live. Even if you're Alliance, because He's not, he doesn't, he's a nice guy. He doesn't toe the party line necessarily. <laughs> I think that is me. I mean, I think yeah. that is what I'm doing. That thing you just said, I'm projecting myself into the game. Yeah. And I do that. And especially in games where I can really customize the character, it's an exaggeration of me, but it's still kind of me. And yeah. he's always usually a little bit of a freak, but I gotta, we get gotta to do know this quiz real quick. Let's just All do, right, do it. Do it. My avatar gender is a, the same as mine. Whichever, dependent on the story. What would you say? Um, wow. Uh, this, I'm assuming this game is a game where I can choose. Yeah. Okay. Um, same as mine, Tip- I think. Yeah, same as mine. That's me too. Yeah. My avatar's hair is what I wish I had, what fits the character, or unimportant. My guys are usually as bald as I can make them. <laughs> mine is, really? I, not I not because I'm to... going bald. I'm not. I just right. do it. I don't know. I just like that. I try to make it like my you wish hair. We're bald? No, I don't even wish I was bald. I just like the look of like no, a hero what, who's got no yeah, hair. Yeah. What fits the character then? Yeah. My avatar's body type is one that doesn't get in the way, one that fits the environment, human-like. Uh, Probably fits the environment fit, for you. Uh, really? Uh, what yeah, was the other option? Human-like. Human, and the, and the other one, third one. It does one that doesn't get in the way. Uh, environment. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Where, is that right. what you said, Brian? You said the same thing. Yeah, I, I usually do environment. All right. That's the reason why my, I was in it with some stupid my, big lumbering. <laughs> my avatar's <laughs> race is attractive, one that eases gameplay or suitable. Uh, this one, is a good Skyrim one, right? I would say suitable probably because, well, hmm. I mean, mm. If you could be an mm. ugly character but have amazing skills, would you pick it? Oh, yeah, because yeah. I never have to look at myself. I'm going to be in armor yeah. that whole game anyway. I can cover it is what I'm saying. I can cover my ugliness. Look away. I'm hideous and I can cover it. <laughs> but look what I can do. Yeah. I'm magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My avatar's class is diverse, adventurous, or powerful. Probably adventurous. Uh, adventurous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say that too as well. Yeah. Diverse is a weird way to put that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, avatar's backstory is elaborate, familiar, or short. Uh, I like oh, mine I, elaborate. I, mine's pretty elaborate too. Yeah. yeah, I have a big backstory for GURP that nobody knows, but I know. <laughs> I play to win, create, or escape. Oh, 
I create, man. I don't care. I don't care about You're winning. Create a CI escape. I'd say to create. Sure. Creates about me. Yeah. I play to tell a story, go on a quest, get all the loot. Oh, it depends on the game. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but nine times, I mean, we're talking about in general here. I'm going to have to say loot because that's the only thing you really hang your hat on. It's like, what'd you do? Well, I made it through all three levels. Who gives a crap? Did you get any cool loot? <laughs> yeah, I got loot. <laughs> Who gives a crap? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say quest. Okay. Because if, if we're talking to MMOs, that is really my first thing I want to do. Right. I I play to have a journey, have fun, have bragging rights. Bragging rights. Well, she's, why would you even play a game otherwise? Come on. <laughs> um, journey. Journey. Yeah. Loot and trophies. Get me on the scoreboard. Add depth to my character, or make me happy. No, make me happy always. Add depth to my character. I'd say. Yeah. Loot. Uh, oh, we already did. Uh, loot and trophies enhance my character, validate me, or make me a better player. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> I would say. I would say, make me a better player. There's there's a weird peer pressure in MMOs. If you mm-hmm. don't, if you're not geared, you get you get some heat. Yeah. You know. Other gamers should know what they're doing. Aid <laughs> aid my character's growth or respect the way I play. Respect me, yo. Help cure my freaking. <laughs> Seasonal allergies I'm having right now. Um, <laughs> Aid in your character's growth. <laughs> what was it? Give me the other two or the other one. Uh, know what they're doing. Aid yeah. in my character's growth or yeah. respect the way I play. I'd say respect the way I play. Yeah. Yeah, A gamer you. is not concerned with winning. Immense or immersed in the story or in the know of news and updates. Immersed in the story. Immersed in the story. Yeah. The golden rule of gaming. Try new things. Be the best you can be or have fun. Have fun. Uh, yeah, I'd say have fun. <laughs> We're almost done. I promise. That's fine. Uh, my avatar is a lot like me, has an interesting family tree, or is the best at what they do. Interesting family tree. My story is crazy. I was raised I by a loved, I would love to hear your story. I have it written down somewhere. I'll find it. I think you'd like um, it. I was born in Thousand Needles. Nobody knows that. Wow. <laughs> it's a long story. It's fun though. And it involves some torrents and it's it's me being kidnapped and it's awesome. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll find it for you sometime. My avatar is skilled and alter uh, alternate identity or my idealized self. Idealized self. Yeah. My avatar is my favorite person, idea, or weapon. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand that question. Uh, I hate, I hate her, people who use avatars. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say person. Person's fine. Because you love you love Gerp. I love Gerp. Yeah, he's great. I may yeah. love Henry Moore sometimes, but yeah, I love Gerp. <laughs> NPCs should should be minimal, out of the way, or interactive. Interactive. Yeah. Game missions should be uh connected, challenging, or adaptive. Mm. Adaptive. Mm. And then finally, when I play, I want to be myself, be someone else, or reveal every corner of the map. Reveal oh, God, every corner That's of the totally map. That's totally me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have the map. Yep. All right. So you are 55% role, meaning storytelling through your avatar is your main attraction to the game. Interesting. And 35 self, meaning being there would make the experience a lot more fun. And then 10% masteries, trophies, and 
trophies are a nice bonus for you, but not necessary. Okay. So that's that's your kind of role, um, your gamer type. Accept you like, your role, Johnson. Role. So you want to create the story. So I okay. Well, I, that seems good. That seems like a positive place. And to you be. only the self is only thirty five. So you you put yourself in there, but it's more about the story than anything for you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All yeah. right. So there it. you go. I, you nice know. little gamer quiz. <laughs> yeah, gamer quiz, everybody. Be here next week for another yeah. gamer quiz. <laughs> okay, maybe not. We're kicking it old school. It's time to kick it old school. We're talking about an old video game. Not that old, but old enough. 1987 was the year. The game was Dragon Spirit. In brief, How much older is, do you need? How much older do you need uh, a video game to be to be considered old. super old? It's pretty old, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I was playing Space Invader in 83 or something, right. wasn't I? I think. Anyway, 1987 vertical scrolling shooter arcade game released by Namco and Atari. Uh, it was uh, also showed up in the Commodore Amiga, the 64. Oh gosh, the it Atari was ST. Everywhere. Yeah, it was in, in all sorts of places, and and uh, even on the Spectrum. Remember the ZX Spectrum? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could find it there, man. Uh, it is the in the Kingdom of Mitgut. Gut. Mitgut. Mitgut. An ugly serpent demon escapes imprisonment after a thousand years and kidnaps Princess mother. Alicia. What? What did you say? Right, Alicia. I said yeah. mother. Oh, mother. A soldier named... Whatever. It's a shooter. It's a shmup. It's it, a- it, but you don't want to skip over the story because <laughs> yeah, the story is one of the best parts of this. Amal is chosen to rescue her and he points his sword skyward and transforms into a powerful blue dragon. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to blow my nose. Keep talking. Okay, he, he can breathe fire and drop bombs. They're kind of like bombs, not really bombs. As well as collect up to 13 additional powers during the journey. I love games like this where you just constantly are shooting and collecting crap. And I did not really remember this game very well. And so when I was going through some old school stuff and I saw this and I watched some video footage of it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I remember the, vi- I remember the name. I don't remember seeing it, though. Like, what right, it looked it, like. It, it, there was there was a whole glut of these kind of games, no big deal. But the story behind this one was the most interesting of any of them that I heard. Well, let's play a little clippy here. This is not you playing, not me playing. Someone else. Skip ahead here a little bit. Here we go. Dragon Spirit, nineteen ninety. This is an arcade game. Everybody. Oh, you know what? I totally remember this game. I totally remember this game. I think I put quarters in this game. Now that I look at it. <laughs> and those I remember those stupid uh, volcanoes, and they would get me every time. Yep. Yeah, you know what? Best part of that game was that... <laughs> trying to fake like a heavy metal guitar. That's awesome. Uh, go get it now. Not available yeah. anywhere. Dragon Spirit. Available nowhere. On ROMs. On ROMs. Actually, ROMs. there's a Nickelcade near us that Thanks. probably has one, if I had to guess. Uh, do you guys have Nickelcades where you are? Do you guys have nope. that? No. They're so no. awesome out here. They're just big old arcades full of every classic game you can think of. And you go in there and you buy a bunch of nickels or you cash out a bunch of nickels and just play them for a nickel. It's awesome. Is that what a Nickelcade is? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that doesn't sound, <laughs> sound, sound, sound too crazy, does it? Oh, she's being a smart oh, ass. Oh, a bit of a smart ass. Uh, <laughs> nicely done, everybody. That's the show. Went a little long today, but we enjoyed being with you. Uh, we hope you at home did as well. Thank you, chat room, for being here, and congratulations to winners of codes. We'll have more of those next week. I apologize for the nasally state of my freaking sneezy nose right now. It got worse as the show went on. I don't know why. There's something outside in it about this time of day, every day. Just kills You're me. allergic to quizzes. I guess. 20, <laughs> 20 questions gave me 20 
pounds of snot or something. The trees are trying to fornicate in your nose. Oh, it's bad. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Uh, anything in the world of Nicole that's cool that you want to tell people about? Anything they should be checking out, tuning into? Something cool? Um, if you're going to Nerdtacular, download that app yeah. at tinyurl.com slash nerdtacular. Um, there's some some cool features in that. Um, the chat. Did you see the chat features and the picture sharing. I did. It's stuff. so cool. I didn't know yeah, I did I any it. of that. I thought this was like, oh, look at the schedule. And then no, no, no. all these other things are in there. It's really cool. And I, I'm working with Dan to get a schedule of what the games are going, what games they're going to have playing in the, uh, what, Golden Cliff, I think it is, the game room. Yep, the Golden Cliff so game room thing. trying to get the game schedule worked out, and that will be in the app as well. Um, it's not in there right now, but it will be. Awesome. So, yeah. That's cool. I can't wait to see everybody there. I'm getting really excited. It. It's getting Me so too. close now. It's like, okay, now it's almost go time. Here we go. Uh, uh, so do that. Brian, anything from you? Anything cool? I was on your Comics Coast to Coast show. That was fun. Thanks for having me. Right. That was a blast. Episode 200. Uh, we posted this past Monday. Check it out. at Comics Coast to Coast. We talked to Scott about everything but comics. Everything, dude. Oh, my gosh. But, we really uh, no, we, did. we got a little bit. We did. We got a little bit of comic talk in there, though, but it was good. It was about, a lot about podcasting. If you're into podcasting and listening to me and Scott wax poetic about our storied history of podcasting. Yeah. If you want to hear about just general conversation about the future of content creation online, I think is a, there's some valuable right. stuff in there. Absolutely. So go check that out. In the meantime, folks, if you'd like to wait a minute, I gotta find another thing. If you would like to email us, you can. Keep it interesting, keep it short, and we might just read it. Podcast at finalscoreshow.com on the website. It's finalscoreshow.com. Big thanks to Paul Swick for his fantastic show notes and all the fine stuff he does behind the scenes. He's the man. On Twitter, find the show at TFS Show. Find me at Scott Johnson. Brian is over there at the Brian Dunaway. That's the Brian Dunaway. And hey. Nicole's bag for Nicole. It's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. This is Barry Ricks, and today's Kickstarter highlight is Prodigy, and we have we have a few members of the Prodigy team with us today. We have we have Megan, who's the community manager, and she'll she'll be the the main voice you'll be hearing today. Hey Megan, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me good. on. And then uh then we have Logan and Jen in in the, in the background, and and I I I hope they want to contribute, but uh you know they're they're just making sure Megan and I don't uh, mess things up. So. <laughs> oh, you guys don't mess up anything. All right. Watch me. <laughs> All right. We'll prove you wrong, maybe. How about that? So uh, let's just jump right into it. So tell us uh, about your Kickstarter. What is Prodigy all about? Sure. Um, Prodigy is a tactical RPG that's played with NFC figurines, uh, near-field communications, on a board. So, and you use uh, cards also that have uh, NFC chips embedded in them. So once you start the game, you are never touching a mouse or a joystick or a key or a, a gamepad, anything like that. No keyboard. You have a symbol of power that stores all of your player data. You wave it over the board to begin the game, and then you have these really high quality figurines that you position on the board. So the board is a grid, 
Um, it has uh, 12 squares, four by three. And just like in a tactical RPG, where you position your figurines is very important. Like you can put them up in the front for more offense and to tank for the other party members. You can move them around. Um, so lots of strategy there. The figurines are 16 millimeters. They are um, uh, made by, he created by Jean Bay. He was the founder of Rackham and is very well known in the tabletop genre for uh, confrontation. So really high quality figurines. They're very detailed. Uh, this is not Skylanders. <laughs> these are, these are, uh, yeah. yeah these that's, are. that's what I imagine some people have probably brought that up. You'd be like, oh, it's just Skylanders. Well, it's Skylanders on steroids. How about that? You know, yeah, it's it really, it just, <laughs> it looks it, really great. Yeah, it's really cool because, um, you know, we do use the same technology, near, near field communication. But with Skylanders, you know, you have your, you have your character and you put it on the portal and everything else that you do from that point on is digital and you're controlling it with, with a gamepad. Um, with our game, uh, almost everything is actually done, um, you know, physically. You're moving your, your characters. You, you actually, you know, you're positioning them on the board. Uh, you can, we, we recommend no more than seven to nine at a time. Um, you know, as compared to Skylanders one. Um, so, so what you do is, you know, you, you move your characters around on the board, you trigger all of your actions with cards. You can use the cards to not only, um, do attack and defense and trigger skills, but you'll also use those cards to move your way through like dialogue trees when you encounter NPCs or navigate the world map. Um, and then what you trigger on the board is actually displayed on the screen. And when you're in combat, you'll see your opponent's board on the screen, not not like, a you know, from a camera, but actually like a virtual um, represent, representation of their board. So you'll see all of their characters and how they're like as they move them around on the screen, you'll see uh, on the board, you'll see them on the screen. Um, the board's also very reactive. Uh, for instance, if your character is targeted, it'll highlight red underneath your character. So, you know, that, that your opponent is targeting them. Um, same thing, you know, if, if you target them, they're going to see that those characters light up red. If you do like an area of effect skill where it attacks multiple squares, they'll all light up red. Um, seeming like if you're healing across a line, it'll light up blue. So the board's very reactive and gives you a lot of feedback about what's going on in the game. That's it's so cool. It's exciting. Like I love tactical games, but when I saw this, you know, just being able to, you know, kind of get a little bit more dirty into the game, you know, get your hands dirty, so to speak. You know, you're the ones. You're actually grabbing those awesome figurines and moving them around and just deciding what to do with them. It just it's really exciting. And obviously people feel the same way that you guys and that I feel about it is because you guys you guys were funded pretty pretty quickly, made it to your your goal and now you've even made it to some stretch goals. So that, you know, how does how does that feel to have that, that great reception of the game after you just launched the Kickstarter? Oh, it was very cool. You know, of course, everybody's, you know, constantly like watching and watching the numbers climb. Uh, we hit our goal in the first three days, which was fantastic. Um, really I know. Exciting. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was very cool. Very cool. And um, so, yeah, we, we, we have some stretch goals. Um, we did hit the first one and uh, we've got another one coming that we're working toward now. We have eight days left on the Kickstarter. Um, so we expect that, you know, like all Kickstarters toward the end, it'll really pick up even more. Um, so we're looking forward to that, too. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, so, with a, what kind of made you guys want to create this game, though? What was kind of more of your your inspiration to? Ob obviously, you guys probably really enjoy tactics games and and tabletop games. What made you want to kind of combine everything together? Yes, exactly. So that was John Bay. Um, like I said, he was you know he's been in, doing miniatures and tabletop for about thirty years. 
Um, so somebody he has a lot of experience and a lot of passion for. Um, but he also really likes tactical RPGs, you know, Bravely Default being one of them. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, he really likes tactical RPGs and really, you know, started to think, how can I combine these so that, you know, I can have this tabletop experience, but with that, you know, the deep strategy of a tactical RPG. Um, so that was, you know, so he started thinking about it, put it together. But, you know, the biggest problem is how do you create the board? Um, but near field communications solved that problem. Um, but the board itself has been in development for three years. So it's been it's been a long time coming. But now that that's, you know, the board is a prototype still and we have a lot of refinements to do on it throughout the alpha. But now that uh, now that that's done, we can sort of dig down into the, the deep strategy of the game and all of the mechanics. Great. Yeah. So now that now that you have all, you have the money now, so to speak, so you can you can get things done. So with that aspect, when so with everything, you're going to have lots of technical things that you're going to have to deal with. So when can people expect to see a delivery of Prodigy into into the market? Well, it depends on what they backed for. Um, well, as far as the market, that will be end of 2015. Um, we do have some tiers in the Kickstarter for alpha players because that was our one of our biggest goals going into the Kickstarter was to build up that alpha community. Um, we know that we need a lot of feedback from players before this game goes live. There's a lot of balancing issues and, and everything. Yeah, else. definitely. Yeah, so the alpha players will get their boards and figurines at the end of the year, this year. Um, at the end, awesome. uh, yeah, fall of 2014. Um, and then we'll, they'll, they'll get to play the game and help us really refine it until it goes to market at the end of 2015. Sweet. So if people for some reason missed it on the Kickstarter, they'll be able to see it next 2015 Christmas. Um, around that time. Hopefully before Christmas, but yes. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, it will be, a, it will be a good Christmas present for everybody. How about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's great that you guys uh you know you'll be able to to get that all going really quickly. So uh, after the this Kickstarter ends, what what's kind of the plan for Prodigy after that? Do you guys are you gonna continue? Because I know that some Kickstarters they continue to kind of do some funding off to the side. Are you guys gonna try to do that, or are you just gonna take what you have and and kind of roll with it? Uh, no, I think we'll keep going, especially since, um, you know, Amazon Payments doesn't accept PayPal. You know, that's what Kickstarter goes through. And we have yeah. a, we have a big audience in Europe. Um, you know, some people just don't have or, you know, they only use PayPal. They don't have credit cards and things like that. So we want to make sure that those people have an opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to get in on some of it. Now, they may not have access to the Kickstarter exclusives. Um, we yeah. Do have, yeah, we have some cool Kickstarter exclusives, like a different color for your name in the game or different colored mana effects. And some of the figurines have Kickstarter exclusive stances. Um, so the only way to get those is through the Kickstarter. But we do expect that we'll, uh, we'll continue in some form after. Great. So people, even if they miss the Kickstarter, they'll still have the opportunity to, to back you in a sense. Yes. It just won't be as so, cool, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, and well, and that's the great thing about Kickstarter. You get those all extra little perks. But, you know, that's great that you guys are still you know, allowing for the, the community to continue to be involved even after the Kickstarter is over. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's well, the community is really, I mean, the community is one of the most important things to us in this. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. So, sweet. So you guys, uh, you guys were just at PAX a couple weeks ago. So how was that experience? Oh, it was so cool. I mean, PAX is a... Pax is, I mean, it's my favorite show always. Um, I've been attending since 2006 in Seattle. Um, so Pax East was great. Um, the, the thing about Pax is that there's so much energy there and there's so much, you know, love for games um, that, that you can't help get excited 
Um, and being able to show people Prodigy and get them excited about it and see so many people would walk by the booth and then do a double take and, you know, come back. And, uh, <laughs> They're like, wait, what's that? What is yeah, that? Exactly. We had a display case with the figurines and so they could get, an, you know, uh, an up-close look at the figurines in the case. And then we also had um, the prototype out so people could come and play and uh, and get a closer look and, and you know, dig into where the combat uh, prototype is at now. So, uh, so it was really cool. Um, that was the first PAX that uh, Hanukkah has done, and uh, hopefully will not be our last. I don't think it will be. I think we're going to continue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it would be cool because maybe next PAX you'll you'll see some cosplayers as your characters. We actually do have um, one of our guardians. Uh, his name is Rota. Um, <clears throat> very cool, very heavily armored, and one of our uh, members on the forums is already uh, planning a Rota cosplay for PAX Prime this year nice yeah i can't wait to see that so um yeah it'll it'll be cool um really looking forward to that yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a an extra little like you know saying how much they love that game and love the art style is you know to to create some cosplay out of it so that's that will be really cool to see what people do with that within the next year when you guys are are getting things flowing and getting things out so that'll be fun to see what the community decides to do with it. Yeah, I, I think it's great that he picked Rota to begin with too, because Rota is, you know, he, he's he's really badass, and he, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be a lot of work. So uh, I'm I'm really uh, interested in seeing how how it turns out. Yeah. Yep. So where where can people find out more about Prodigy or get in contact with you guys to be able to find out more if they if they happen to miss the Kickstarter? Well, we are at uh, prodigythegame.com is our website. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash prodigythegame. Um, we're on Twitter as prodigythegame. Um, and we're also on YouTube as Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah Studio. As a matter of fact, uh, speaking of PAX East, we just uploaded today a bunch of footage from PAX East. Um, so if anybody wants to see what the show was like, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of us in it, but there's also like a lot of cosplayers and just the, you know, the crowds and everything. So a lot of cool footage from PAX East on our YouTube channel. Cool. And you guys, uh, you guys had a, a Twitch stream yesterday, didn't you? We did. We did. We're going to start live streaming more. That was our first. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, our producer, Sybil, did a great job showing the game and explaining everything. Uh, so we'll be doing more um, Twitch uh, live streams in the future. We're getting our schedule set up, but we hope to do them pretty frequently. Great. And people just can just search for Prodigy on Twitch and they'll be able to find you there? Yep. We're there as Hanakai, H-A-N-A-K-A-I. Okay. So they can find you on Twitch, but uh, um, also I just wanted to say that you guys are really good at keeping up to date on your social media. You guys, uh, I you know, happen to follow you everywhere, and so the the updates that you have, the pictures that you show, and everything, it's very uh, very good, and it's not too bombarding. You know, you can there's always that point where it could be too much, but it's a uh, it's very enjoyable to see what you guys have. So I recommend everyone to go check out all of Prodigy's social media and, and follow them because you'll, you'll be happy with what you get. So you guys do a great job. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, we'll keep you up to date without spamming you. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, really, that's all I had for you guys. I didn't want to keep you too long. Um, and I really appreciate you guys coming and letting everyone know what Prodigy is all about. And definitely everyone should go check them out. Uh, if you happen to... Uh, listen after the kickstarter is over then definitely go 
uh, find them on their website and find them on social media, and you can still get involved with Prodigy. It's definitely something worthy to invest your time and your money into. So everyone, go check that out. So Logan, Megan, Jen, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, thanks for having thanks, us. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. And don't forget, everyone, you can uh, find me on Twitter as well at Bricks2312 and also follow me on my podcast, The Closet Geek at thecloseggeek.net. And also go listen to the final score every week and with me, Sweet Kicks with Bricks at the end of the show. And that's it. So thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Barry. Oh, cool. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 